Father, we come to you today. Asking that you give us this day our daily bread. You know, and we thank you. We thank you for allowing us to be here today. For allowing it that be in heaven, be as it is here on earth, Lord. We thank you for that. We thank you for forgiving us as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you that you lead us not into temptation, but you deliver us from that evil because you are the glory. You are the power. You are what's honored forever and ever. So we thank you for that. We thank you so much. And all that I ask is that you give us more of you and less of us, that you come down and you raise your spirit and you pour out over us and give us that filling up that we need, Lord. Not what we want, but what we need. As we lay these things down at your feet, we thank you one more time. Not because we love you, not because we've been faithful or obedient, but because you love us first and you love us best. I thank you. We thank you. Amen. All right, so. Today we'll be in the book of Matthews chapter 5. Right? And we'll be reading about the beautitudes of Christ. And the question, since I've been starting off with questions lately, is how do you form a real relationship with God and the Son of God, which is one of the same, and keep it and grow in it. Okay. So earlier, um, when I was on here about a few weeks ago, um, we talked about gaining his knowledge and his wisdom, keeping his instructions and his understanding. Um, we talked about the subject of love and what they do for us. And so today we're going to talk about what is equipped with those things and it's the beautitudes of the gospel, which is Jesus Christ, which is in Matthew chapter 5. So it says, when you are learning to keep the wisdom and knowledge and instruction of the Lord, it gives you the understanding. And in that understanding, you learn that the true ways to love, you learn the true ways to love, the actual subject of love. The word love is key. If we are to love wisdom and knowledge, we must first learn the subject of love and the attitudes equipped to love it. Knowing that love never fails, but always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, and does not easily get angry or delight in evil. Neither does it keep record of wrongs. And when we are able 
to look at one's actions and find Christ in them. That is when you know that you're doing it right. You're doing something right. Matthew chapter 5 is the blueprint and the map to Jesus Christ. When you want to find Jesus, look to those things. Look to these things. When you want to adapt to his ways, you know, look to those things. Keep these attitudes. Train your spirit and hide them in your heart. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3 to 11. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be the children of, be called the children of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Oh. This is how you find. Jesus and those around you in the situations that come across your path every day. We want to be more like him or be surrounded by his presence. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because for because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets. They will, they who are before you, they will do it to you, they will do it to us. Do not seek vengeance or habit in your heart. Do not have hate in your heart. These are the attitudes that we should have when we are standing in the wisdom and knowledge, understanding, instruction, and love of the Lord above who's sovereign and has severity over everything that creepeth under that creepeth above and even in the heavens which is in the spirit he has sovereign over everything so these are the attitudes that we should have and that we should keep that we should apply into our lives every day you know chapter five you know, um, it really, it really gets to me. And it's like, I can't hold back these tears because it's real. It's real. We see, we see people, you know, just doing anything nowadays. They're, they're doing anything. There's no love here. People don't understand that what you give out, you receive, you know. People don't understand that. We have to understand that when we're being assaulted by the people of this world, when we're being persecuted by the people of this world, 
and we're being lied on and abused because the things of this world, because the evil of this world, is because we're called to be greater than what we allowed ourselves to be. And all these signs, he tells us not to look at them, but to look up. Because when you look at them, you become distracted. It becomes hard for you to believe. You lose your faith. So you have to look up. You have to. You can't, you, you have no other choice. Because the, the battle just grows stronger and you have to know that the battle is not yours. But this is, and we're called, and we're honored to be involved and to be able to endure things like this. So we need not to seek vengeance because vengeance is the Lord's, you know. We need to have it in our hearts to trust and obey in Him and to love. Love it to you. You cannot know more. And because love never fails, it does not die. So you'll always be able to love. Do not have hate in your hearts. Do not have in your hearts to hate because whatever you think of a thing will soon be rooted in your heart. But when it's rooted in your heart, you begin to move in these things. You begin to act of these things. And you can't, you can't get them out alone. You need to be delivered by the Lord, and only by the Lord. Not of no soothsayers, not of no mediums, not of no sorcerers, not of no astrologers, not of no witches, not of none of that. The only thing that could deliver you from the things that you allow yourself to be involved in is Jesus Christ, the one above. We have to understand this. We got to get the keys. We got to get the keys. So that when we open, no man can shut. What we said, no man can open. Not man hands. They can't do it. We gotta understand. Cause he died for this. He died for us. This is what he died for. And it was by his will. So what are we doing with our will? We gotta do our deeds. We don't know no better. So we fell in and we perishing from the lack of this knowledge. They know. We can't, we cannot scare us easily. We cannot allow ourselves to go down like this. Ugh. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. He says to them, You brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Uh, Matthew chapter 3 verse 7 You offspring of vipers Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come These are his words These are his words He says in love And do not think you can say to yourselves We have Abraham As your, as your, your father I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up the children of Abraham because, look, y'all, in this world, we're thinking because we're descendants of one and because, you know, we dress nice, because we look nice, because we work so hard to be these things on the outside that will be approved. And that's not true because it's in the heart. And if you are speaking 
all of these things, but what's in your heart is nothing but evil. You subject to that wrath. So he's saying, and brew the vipers are the kids of Satan, for those who don't know. So when you're saying these things, you know, it says, how can you who are evil say anything good? Because if you're saying something good, but what's rooted in your heart is evil, you're a contradiction. You're a hypocrite. You know, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And all I could do is look up because if I look around, that's all I'm going to see and I'm going to lose my faith. So he tells you, don't look at this stuff. Don't look to the left. You know, don't look to the side. Don't look down. Look up. Don't look behind. Look up. Look up because I'm coming. I'm coming. He said you offspring of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath. Who warned you? Who told you to try to hurry? Who told you to go hide? Don't you know there's nowhere you can hide that I cannot come to? And I'll come like a thief in the night. I'll come like a thief in the night. You know? You see, I tell you that those men that you are depend that you are dependent and basing your walk on, I rose them up. I rose them up. He says it. That out of these stones, God can raise up children of Abraham. <laughs> Verse 10 in the same book. He says, the axe is already at the root of the trees. And every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. <laughs> we got to understand how serious this scripture is. We're doing all of this stuff, but the act, it, he's already right there ready to chop it down. He's, he's not playing. And we think it's a joke. Like, we be playing so much, denying ourselves, denying him. It's already right there. And if you're not producing his fruit, it don't matter how you looking, how you dressing. That don't matter. If you're not producing the things in the Lord, if you're not in the Lord, you're going to get chopped off and y'all don't want to know what hell is like. Hell is ugly in the version. They can't leave. You cannot leave. You need to take this as an example. Earth. I'm, look, I'm like this and I'm crying because it has not been easy. It has not been easy. It's been hard. Everything that I come on here and I preach about, it's what I go through every day in life. These are the trials and tribulations that make it known for you to be able to testify for him. It's not about us. It's bigger than just us. So when I'm over here and I'm weeping, when I'm over here now, I got the fear and I'm going crazy just because this is real. This is real. And it's the only way that we, it, you could, it could be understood. I can't just be just saying Bible verses just with no nothing, no feeling, no power, nothing. Because that's not going to pull you to the pit. That's not even going to get me nowhere. We got to do what is right and by the word and what he says. Because ash is already at the root of the tree. And every tree that does not produce good fruits will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Matthew 13. That's the chapter. And we're going to go from verses 24 to 30. He says, Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like men who sow good seed 
in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? <laughs> they said, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? The servant asked him, do you want us to go and pull them up? And he replied, no, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the, the weeds with them. Let them both grow together into harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. <laughs> then gather the weeds and bring them into my barn. So... I'm just going to break this down a little bit for those who understand, but need a little bit more for those who don't understand, you know, for everybody. So the kingdom of heaven is like a man who, who, uh, who sowed good seed in his field. The man is Christ. He's the Lord. Okay. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the weeds and went away. That's Satan. That's what he did from the beginning, Adam and Eve. And it's continuously, it doesn't change. That's Satan, he comes and he sows the weeds in and then he goes away, he flees. <laughs> Creating all this delusion and manipulation and transgression and all of these things that we not know of because we don't have our heads in this word. And we don't, and if we have our heads in this word, we choose to just take the word but not create the relationship that is required to even allow the Lord to walk in in our life and move in the places that he wants to move in, you know? So when this when the enemy, which is Satan, comes to sow the seed among the wheat, you know, and he goes away, we don't understand or see that. So this is why, you know, when the wheat sprouted, and form heads, then the weeds also appeared, and the owner's servants came to him and asked him, "Didn't you sow good seed in the field? Then why is it why is it bad weeds? Why is it weeds there? Why is it weeds coming? You know, the you know, the servants didn't know no better. They just knew the work that they were told to do. And the king said, "I did, but." The enemy, that was the enemy's work. He came and he sowed weeds among them, you know? And so this is him. This is the Lord telling us, I did make you beautiful. I did make you a great person. I did make you pure on the inside. But the enemy, he came and he sowed weeds. We like, didn't you do it? Didn't you do great works in us? Didn't you make us to be this and walk over that they don't triumph over us, but we triumph over them? Didn't you make this in the great image of you? Why is it like this? And he's like, because the enemy, he came and he sold these things and then he flee. He did that. And so we like, well, do you want us to uproot this stuff from out of us? Do you want us to do that? He like, no, don't do that. You know, will you, do you want me to go away from the, the, you know, this person and not speak to them and do this? He's like, no, don't do that. 
Don't do that. You know, he says, because why are you pulling the weeds? You may uproot the weeds with them. He said, so let them both grow together. So grow. Just allow yourself to grow. Allow yourself to grow. Don't let no wickedness into your heart. Guide your heart and allow yourself to grow. Don't curse your brother or sister because of what they did. Instead, you speak blessings and life into them. You pray for them. You be there for them. You don't do that. Because when the time comes for harvesting, he's going to send his workers in. That's the angels. That's the prophets. That's the preachers. That's the teachers. The real ones. Not the ones of this world. All of that is included in the weeds and the tares. You know your fruit by what you bear. You know it. You know it. So you call it. When they come, he's going to separate them then. By then you will already be grown and you already be pruned. So there not be no excuse of why you're not in place. Let them grow together. Let them grow together. And I'll send my harvest in and I'll separate them. And what we're going to do with the weeds is we're going to bundle them up. And we're going to toss them out to be burned. They, 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 they're not going to be with you anyways. Because for you, I produce this. This is what I did for you. Understand. And when, when, and when they burn, when I toss them out to burn, I'm gonna, we're going to bring y'all into the barn. What is the barn? That's, this is literally what he's speaking about in Revelations, the rapture. When he comes, he going to take us, he going to take his true saints, and we're going to go up, we're going to be called up. But as for them, as for the weeds, as for the ones that chose not to listen, chose not to take heed in the knowledge who our Lord is and our Savior is, and that he came down to die for that we may have the right to the tree of life and that we don't fall subject to these things, you know, they will be bundled up. They will be, they will be left behind. They'll be trampled over. They will be burned. We have to understand. We have to get this. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 1 to 3. He says, look. So look up, you know, like, look. <laughs> he says, he says, look, he says, but now thus says, the Lord, this is why he had me just say, look up. He says, but now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. So if you've been going through life and you've been feeling like, well, I was walking in God, I, I, I was saved, but I've been doing all of this stuff. Or if you haven't been saved and you haven't been walking in God, but you really, really want to. He's saying, look, those of Jacob that I created of you and those who are formed, fear not. Don't fear. Don't listen to what the enemy has to say about you. Don't look at the things that he's trying to do because he know he don't got no time. He know he run out of time. And we even we 
kind of got a sense of understanding and knowing that we're running out of time because why are the attacks happening so fast like this why do i feel like this every day when i wake up and i go to sleep why everything that i'm going after that i've been fighting for it feels like it's being pushed back and like i'm not getting it why am i having these battles in my head why do i feel not physically tired but spiritually tired i'm tired of getting up and going to sleep every day enduring these same things i am tired it's like a fire that never ends that you you're walking through and it burns it burns and you wish wanted to end but he said he says you that i created oh jacob he who formed you oh israel he says fear not for i've redeemed you and this is what the enemy don't want us to understand or believe or know because once we do he loses all power he's a coward we have to understand that we have to understand that, my brothers, my sisters, this is not the time to play. He is coming. And this is why they turning up the notch on you. But when you got that Holy Ghost fire in your bones, how can they burn you with what you're made of? They can't burn you with what you're made of. You're going to come out smelling like no smoke. No smoke. You got to understand that. So look up. Do not look down. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Don't look behind you. Because God is not in all of that. He's a silent voice behind it. That's speaking to you. And if you're one of his sheep, you will hear him. You will recognize his voice. And you're going to move. Because he knows you and you know him. And we follow him. We follow him. You know? He says, don't look at that stuff. He tells us over and over again, those things are set to confuse us, to mislead us, to distract us. So instead, look up, look to him, look up because he's coming. He's going to appear and he's going to take us like a thief in the night. And then in seven, for seven years, people will die for their faith. They will die. That don't mean that they won't go to heaven. That means that they still have access to get to heaven. So you have time to get it right because after that seventh tribulational period, you're going to spend a thousand years. You're going to either be living as in heaven or you're going to be stuck in the hell. And then after that, that's no more. You're going to either be with him or you're going to be stuck in that lake of fire. You have to get this. Don't say, oh, well, look at what the world is saying. Oh, the white man. Look at my, my brother over here that's doing this, that. Don't do that because those that know better of every, they should do better. And if you don't, it is a sin. They know better. It is us he's trying to get to. That was the whole point of him coming back and coming through. He told the Pharisees and Sadducees, you brew the vipers. You brew the vipers. Who warned you? They standing at the Jordan trying to condemn John and Jesus because Jesus didn't got baptized. Because he's getting baptized. And they talking against him and so he tells them you build the vipers how can you talk against the son of god to come who's going to baptize to give you the right to the tree of life to give you the rights to heaven to come and fight the battles for you and you want to acknowledge him and you want to accept him you want to form a relationship with him how can he know you how can he know you? How can he realize who you how can he recognize you? How can he fight for you? How? And then we go up there and we say, oh, do you not remember me? Do you remember me, Lord? I'm the one who I preached. Oh, I preached the gospel. I did great works in your name. 
And he says, I do not know you. Depart from me. Because you didn't take the time to accept his son. You just let the words come, but it wasn't rooted in your heart. You just dressed up nicely and did all of these things and then said, you know, adding him in it as if you really knew him and you really walked with him and it wasn't it. You spoke of these things, speaking over, thinking that you were highly of them when there's no man that is greater than the other. No work that is greater than the other. The gifts are equal. That is exactly why my sin is does it over take yours and your sin doesn't overtake mine but when we stand together in unity and power of the lord know that he's so very only then can we take over as a unit we need to understand that we need to understand that and stop biting back at each other so much we need to understand that he says because he's coming and these entities it's the same entities that killed him, but by his will. He says he's coming, and these entities know exactly what they are doing. This world will never be accepting to us. That's called by him. It never did accept us. It just made sure that it remained the way that it was, you know, and influenced and cultivated us in the ways to make us believe that we were loved but that's why we always had that part of us that felt empty that part of us that didn't feel accepted that part of us that didn't feel in welcome you know we could talk about anything as far as just love talking about segregation anything under the sun this is why because it never accepted us. And the moment you fully wake up and you gain that knowledge and wisdom and love that they've been trying to keep away from you you really won't be accepted. You, it really won't accept you. They will never accept you or they will never like you because you're not of this world. Satan is the prince of this world. But let me tell you something. Jesus is the prince of peace and the king of all kings. And he is so varying over everything. So understand, with this parable of the weeds and the tares, it's the same thing right here. They will not accept you. What they're going to do is they're going to be mixed in together with you. And they're going to try to cultivate you. They're going to try to court you. They're going to try to influence you. They're going to try to manipulate you. Because they cannot force you. So by your will, you choose what you comply to. You choose it. I know that the laws are built a certain way. He says, follow them. But if you know the laws of the Lord, you know which way to go. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know who go before you. You know who prepares that place for you. You know that he comforts you. You know these things. You know that it's just a shadow. It's just a delusion. You're not looking at that stuff, but you're looking up. You're looking ahead at what's in front of you, who goes before you. And that standing in with you is the Holy Ghost. So put on that armor. Come on now, because they don't accept you. This world does not accept you. Yes, you're made of dirt, but your spirit is not. So you come, you come, you command, you do, you declare dominion and power over this, because they are the dead talking to the dead. This flesh, it belongs to this world, but the spirit in it belongs to the Lord. The dead is talking to the dead. We don't know no better, so we don't know to to guard our hearts and to guard our temples. And stand firm in this walk and in this talk. Not knowing that it's just a small affliction compared to what great work that he's doing and going to do for us. We don't know that by 
standing firm and fighting in this battle, knowing that it's not ours, but allowing him to come through and fight through us, that greater is us when we get there. That we're going to be jeweled up. So we need not to be spending all our money on the gold that's here. Because he got gold for Who you know? Got all the clothes that's more fly than anything. Got the gold. Got you a home. Got you food. Already ready. Prepared for you. You don't have to bring nothing but yourself. Here you got to pay for everything. They rising up taxes every year. Here you got to pay for everything. You got to give your whole life up. Just to be able to be comfortable here. But he says no don't do that. Give your life to me so that you'll be alive here. So that you don't have to depend on the things of this world and give up everything here. I tell you not a lie. It's better to give trade your goals in for my goal. It's better to trade your clothes in for my wife. Do not store upon your treasure here on earth where the thieves can come and steal it from you. But store it up here with me so I can save it for you. I tell you not a lie. Wherever your heart is, also is your treasure. So keep your hearts clean and purified for everything you do comes through that. I tell you not a lie. Keep my wisdom and knowledge because wisdom and knowledge protects you and it, and, it, and it guards you. If you love it, it will love you and it will protect you. I tell you not a lie. Keep these things or you will live a long life. If you do not, you will be cut off and you will burn in the fire. He tells us over and over again in the Bible. He tells us. He tells us over and over again. So now it's the dead talking to the dead and the ones that are alive feel rejected and, un and misplaced and unwelcome because our time is coming. It's coming for us to go home now. This is not our home. And when you see your brother or your sister looking like they're felling or withering, don't think you're above them. Don't think you're beyond them. You pray for them. You pray for them that if they don't make it into this rapture, that they make it through the tribulation. Pray for them. Pray for them not to go to hell. The fire burns. We're not fit for hell. Y'all don't understand that nothing can go through that but the Lord. And once you're already there, you can't leave. You can't leave. You cannot leave that. You still have a chance to escape it here. You still have a chance to speak, recognize, and wake up, and that's what they don't want you to do. I'm not giving the power to anybody saying that's what that's because the enemy is. No, I'm bringing recognition so that you can realize because anything that is anything that is exposed is defeated. He don't want to be exposed. He wants y'all to think that he's not real. He wants y'all to think that it's not him behind this and that it's God behind it. Yes, God gives the okay to things. So that's that's the only way. But he's not the one out here telling you not to be in his spirit. He's not the one out here telling you to not answer the calling. He's not the one out here telling you to stay of this world. He's calling you amongst that. He's requiring more of you. More of you, and you gotta pick a side. You can't stand on the line because he, what, what good can he do with you but to spit you out? You're no good. You don't have no saltiness. You don't, you don't even know what you wanna be. You're just a mixed up mess. So neither one really wants you. And let me tell you something about the devil. He make you feel like you got all this power here while you're on this earth. And the moment you get down there, he's accusing and abusing you. He's whooping you out. Same with his demons. Why y'all think they never want to leave us? But they they have to once you receive Christ. They have to. Why y'all think they never want to leave us? They don't want to go down there because he is evil. He doesn't even like his own workers. Come on now, we gotta get this. We have to understand. 
We gotta get the keys of David so that we can open up these doors. Throw away them old keys. They don't work for you. You don't need them in the next level that you're going in. They don't work. And if, when you got old keys to old doors, when you walking up to the new doors with new keys, they get mixed together. Come on now, the weeds in the weeds. They get mixed together. You start thinking, oh, this is too much for me. Because you've never been there before. Oh, I can't do this. This doesn't look right. This doesn't feel right. So you start wanting to turn back. When he says don't turn back, don't place your foot. Not to the left or the right, but keep going straight. It's going to feel like you're going like this a little bit. Sometimes he do got to take you the wrong way. But let me tell you something. Every path in the Lord is a straight path. Period. No matter what, what it look like here in this physical. Know what it look like in the spiritual is this. This, this, and he looks at us in spirit, but we're here and we stuck in this 3D. It's amazing how in the 3D you can't see them with these eyes. But any other dimension, I mean, the only way you can see into those dimensions or be in that, which are the heavens, is to have faith eyes. You don't need nothing bigger than this. Come on now. Nothing bigger than this. Bigger than this. And the, and the mustard seed is even this small. He says a grain of it. And you can tell the mountain to go and, it, and get out there and toss it. And it will go and it will toss itself into there. You can tell them that. It's faith greater than that. You can snatch a tree up from the roots and it may not ever grow again. Come on now. That's that. What man, what door you open, no man can shut. No what door you close, no man can open. Come on now. You're being caught out of this darkness. I have this dark world where there is no love, no knowledge of the Lord, no understanding of him, no forgiveness. And this is why you look around and you see people who once had great faith withering in it. This is why you look around and you see people who are already lost going deeper into it because they're lovers of themselves. The ma Their master is not God. Their master is not the Lord. Their master is made up in this world. And so they should perish with this world. You got to understand that. Look. When we look around and we take a second to just suck this in and come into realization, you know, people of great faith, they lose their faith because, like I said, this is why I, I had to switch it up and say, not when we look around, but when we come into realization. Because when you're too busy, when you, when you, when you take one look, it's like you cannot not look again. Like, you want to keep looking. You want to keep checking on it. It's like when you're in a, in a game, a football game, or when you're in a volleyball game or basketball game. You start to lose when you look at the scoreboard. When you pay attention to the scoreboard and you see that you're losing, you start losing even more. But when you out there with gratitude, you out there with faith, you out there with endurance, and you out there with these great attitudes that he told us to have, you know what's crazy? You don't, you don't care about nothing else around you because your head is in the game. And somehow you, you end up winning because of that, you know? And even if it does seem like it took a hard fight or it seemed like, you know, oh, well, I didn't get it this time, that does not mean you won't never get it. That just means not right now. That just means you have a, a little bit more growing to do. And stop thinking now when they say you got a little bit more growing to do, it's a bad thing. It means that, no, you're not no good. No, it actually means that the Lord is taking so much time with you that it's going to be undeniable. You're going to be so happy. You, know, you need to understand. Stop thinking that he's not hearing you when you cry. 
and that he's not seeing you when you're going through what you go through because he tells you that it's him that is that goes with you through everything do not be dismayed he, he's commanding you to be encouraged do not be discouraged do not let these things make you weary you will walk and not grow weary because it is him that goes with you through everything Come on, now we gotta understand this. We get scared and we look at the scoreboard and we see that we down one number. And so we get scared and we start doing all of these things instead of putting it in his hands. He says, come to me all who are weak, who are weary. And I will give you that strength. I will give you that comfort. He says that those who are broken, I am close to you. What y'all think he doing with that? He working. He working. He spending his time. You ever seen something that was a rush job? It, it don't come out the same as the way that if God was in it, but because we're here and we need it now, 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 and we feeling this and because of that, but it's him that is, is that's even getting us through all of this stuff. So yes, the people of great faith, faith will wither. It, the closer it gets, it will wither if we keep looking around at everything else and not looking up to him and putting our hands up because blessings will fall for us. We're not looking up to him and putting our hands up because he is coming for us. We, of course, it's going to be men and women that's lovers of themselves. Come on now. Why is it okay that we got Lil Nas and Megan Thee Stallion and the Kardashians' dad running for governor and we got LGBTQ being taught to the kids and why is this okay and being praised? Why is this okay and being made comfortable here? Is that not lovers of yourself? You're doing this to make yourself feel comfortable, but you know it's not right. Why is it okay? Why is it deemed okay? Why, of course, you're going to feel like the faith, the, the great people of great faith is losing their faith. But I'll tell you another lie. When things like this become, begin to happen, look up. Look up because he's coming. These are prophecies that have to be fulfilled. He said he didn't come to a body but to fulfill them. And not the least of a stroke of a pen. That's like, so why I saying Bible made by, written by a white man, a spirit has to come through it. A spirit, no, no wickedness can sit in the council of the godly. Neither can the council of the godly sit in the seat of the wickedness. They can't walk the same path. They cannot do nothing. Why do you think when the rich man got up and he died, him and Lazarus died at the same time? Why do you think when he finally died, he was on one side and Lazarus on the other? And Abraham told him that even if he wanted to, because we so kind hearted, we will step into somebody's hell just to get him out of there and they're deleted, delusion us and manipulating us, making us think they want to be released, and they don't. They want to trap you. So even if he wanted to come and drip the water on his tongue, he cannot. Because when you were here, rich man, you had everything. But you put your foot on the necks of the saints, and you did not lift it up. You didn't do nothing good with your money. This is why it's sad. But the rich person has least hope of getting into heaven. And the person that is that is broke, like that's poor, they're blessed in the spirit. They poor, they feel poor in the spirit here, but really you're blessed up there. A meek person, a person that yearns for mercy, a person that yearns for the Lord's understanding and his knowledge and wisdom. This is why he says that he gives us these things. Because in our hearts, it's not because we're doing it because we want it from him. It's not because we're doing it because we want to look nice. We're doing it because that is truly what is in us. It's just in us there's no doubt about it no doubt about it no doubt about it man 
Look, people will be lovers of themselves. Their masters does not have so virulent over this world, though. Come on now. He says to choose what master you will serve. And it cannot be two masters. So if you're doing all this stuff, you're building up the kingdom of Satan, which will fall. It already has in the spirit. We're just waiting for it to play out here. It will fall. It will fall. And you will step on the head of the serpent. And you will crush it. But Bruce will be your hill. He's not going to remove that thorn that you keep feeling. Because if he do, you're going to grow arrogant. He cannot afford for you to just experience good. But one thing you need to know is you don't go through that pain alone. He desires to feel that pain. He desires to be there and feel them and soak up them tears as you drop in them. He desires to catch you when you're about to fall. He desires those things. He really does. But you got to understand that that thorn is placed there to make you stronger. Some things that a hug is not going to give you, but this thorn will. Some things that a, I just, I love you is not going to give you. Because sometimes, and I know if you like, you know, anything like me, sometimes when a Christian comes and tell me, oh, well, Jesus loves you, just keep going stronger. I get angry. Not because I don't believe it, but because I need a little bit more than that. I need to understand why, you feel me? I, I need more than that. So this is why you got the thorn there. So when you get to the end of that tunnel, because there is light in the tunnel, and you're going to get through it and smell it like no smoke. When you get there, you'll then realize. He couldn't tell you then. He couldn't, even if he was giving you dreams and dreams on dreams, you still had to walk through that fire to understand at the end, oh, Lord, this is what you've been telling me this whole time. This is what you've been trying to get me through this whole time. And I wouldn't have known then. So this is why he keeps saying, just go. Just move when I tell you to move. Do not whip over what I rejected for your protection. There are conversations that I heard that you didn't hear. There are things that I saw that's going to happen to you that you didn't see. So move when I tell you to. It is your sins that are killing you. It is your sins. And who told you, you brutal vipers, to flee from my wrath? Who told you? Don't y'all know Jonah couldn't even run. He got swallowed up and was in the belly of a well for three days. Y'all know how long three days can be when you really need to feel like you need to be delivered now? See, y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all rather watch Love and Hip Hop. Y'all rather watch The Bad Girls Club. And y'all rather watch these YouTubers do what they do. And y'all rather go out and y'all rather play gamble off y'all lives. And y'all rather be stuck into this world. And y'all not gonna realize how real it is until the rapture hits. And we're really gone. Because it's gonna happen. That's his will. Your will is nothing compared to his. But when it's abiding in him, as he's abiding in you, it's everything. You need to know this. And no, I'm not going to turn it down a notch because that's what y'all want. Y'all ears scratch. Y'all back scratch. I'm not here to make you comfortable at all. I'm not here to make you comfortable. We got to get this. We have to get this. We have to understand this fairy is the spirit of the Lord, the fire that's just been shut up in my bones. And you, we cannot allow for those he's calling to, for you to speak. Do not let this be stuck in you. Let it come out. Let it come out so you can raise the dead up. You can raise the dead up. You can heal the sick. You can, and what I mean by raise the dead up, not literally raising those who's died in the ground. I'm talking about the people that you're watching every single day that's dead on the inside. You can raise them up out of that. You can call them out of that spiritual death and you can get them there. How could you have ever did any of this if he didn't take you through the fire? Lest you would have went through the fire and got burned. You had to go through it first so that you can save other brothers and sisters. How do you go through this and you 
walk with the Lord and you see the works that he's done and you won't witness to your brother or sister that you see that's on the road to hell. How can you do that? How can you not witness the word of God and you know that hell is real and that that fire really burns, but it is nothing compared to the Holy Spirit fire. How can you know this and not move on it? How can you deny it? How can you do that? How? Come on now. Hell was made for them, for the devil and the, thir the, the third of angels that fell. It was made for them. That's why they working so hard to make sure that we're there. And not in, they thinking be if we're there, then they won't be there. But the gag is we're all going to be there if we don't get it right. And he don't want to leave nobody behind. But some have to be left behind if they don't choose what they abide in now. Not later. Now. That's why we don't get a set time. He just says to stay ready. Stay ready. Because if he gave us a set time, us as humans, we'll sit there. And, oh, well, at 12.59, I'm going to put on my knees. I'm going to put on my knees. I'm going to pray to God. And I'm going to repent. For all the life, all the stuff I did all my life. Because at 1 o'clock, he coming. No. Because who do you think you're playing with? Who do you think you're testing foolishly? But your own self. Because that's what's going to happen. Who do you think going to fight for you? Not him. Not the He's most definitely not going to fight for you. He's doing all this so that he can, these things could be held against you during your judgment. He hates you. Don't you understand? He hates you. He don't love you. Stop thinking that he loves you when he doesn't. The only person, the only spirit that loves you is the Lord, your God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and David. He, him. He's the only one. Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus Christ. This is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. They're the only ones. Any other entity that comes up out your pathway, you stand guard. You guard your heart because they're coming to steal from you. They're coming to steal everything from you and then they're going to leave. They're coming to sow in those weeds. I mean those weeds with those weeds. And then they're going to flee. It's annoying how the enemy will come and provide to you a million dollars. Come provide to you. Oh, I can give you this man and he can do this for you and that. And it's so temporary. And he don't even warn you about that. He don't tell you, oh, but this is going to happen to you. But that's going to, no. He just needs you to choose it with your will. Because God gave you that will. He just needs you to choose it. He can't force you. You hear how that's influence, right? He just needs you to choose it. And then he'll freaking leave you in the, the hell that you just chose. And his demons just going to be torturing you the whole time. And then, then, only then do you cry out, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Hold on. He didn't forsake you. You forsake him. You the one winning. You put your will into something else. We tell you not to place your feet on that pathway. The enemy don't warn you. He just puts up opportunity in front of you. And the only time he puts up that opportunity in front of you is when he knows that you're destined for greater. Just because you can't see it don't mean he can't. He's in the spirit. He does not have a body. You do. Understand that. So when he sees that thing, of course he's going to try to manipulate you. Of course he's going to try to tell you because in our flesh, we and because our spirit is not used to here. We demand now. That's why he said love is not demanding. We're the real subject of love, it does not demand. You know? And then when the moment you want to try to do better in Christ, Lord, you know, he goes, he starts to speak of things that you used to do in your past, the enemy. You know? Because he wants you to believe that you're not worthy. You need to stop telling each other you're not worthy. You're not perfect because the Lord says that you're all of those things. No, we're not trying to say, you know, speak higher than thee. This is the words that he's given us to speak onto each other. He says, is it not? Is it that hard to love? To just love? 
You, this is the, the one of the most important commandments to love one another, to pray for your enemies, pray for those that persecute against you. Do these things in good courage because great is your reward in heaven. You got to understand that, man. You got to understand, like, not to be like them, to rise above, not to be like these, not to allow our flesh to be to be the entranceway because we guard in our temple. We gonna lock all them doors up, lock them all up and throw away them keys because brother is in he that is in us that's in this world. And we're gonna take them keys of David and we're gonna keep it pushing because can't nothing that's made by man's hands undo it. Nothing at all, at all. I promise you, he gonna open up them floodgates to heaven and he gonna let it rain and it's gonna cause a flood, but the flood ain't gonna overtake his his servants. The flood ain't gonna overtake his people, his saints, but what it will overtake is the, the, the brood of vipers, the kids of Satan. He told Adam and Eve and the serpent in the beginning, he told the serpent for you. You're the most cursed upon all of the earth and then cursed the earth. He cursed the earth and Satan first. He said, you the most cursed. And then the earth is cursed. And you, because you wanted to eat it and be the first transgressor, you're gonna have pain the whole time you're here. And periods and giving birth. You're gonna you and the man, male, y'all never gonna meet eye to eye. It's gonna always be something because what you did, because of you and your seed is never gonna get along with the seeds of the serpent. Why y'all think that real saints Get a fire in their bones when they coming against a somebody that a spirit that come from hell, somebody that's of this world. It's a fight like in a spirit. Why? Because it's spoken in the beginning, and he's the Alpha and the Omega, which is the beginning and the end. It's spoken that her seeds will not get along. It will. It will always be a war against the serpent seed, and the woman will fear the serpent. And the woman in the in the serpent will not get along. Who is that? The serpent is 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 the freaking devil. And we as women who are made out of the rib of the man that's made in the image of God, we need to understand that. We need to understand that. And he will not move that thorn at all. He won't. He said, I'm calling you higher. There is more that requires of you. We know that his sheep hears his voice and it follows him. And so he hears us, he he speak, he knows us, because we follow him, because we follow him. But it feels like it won't end, huh? It feels like it's never going to stop, huh? It feels like, in fact, that it gets worse, huh? The more knowledge and wisdom and dreams that you get, it feels like a burning fire that just won't, it's like the, tur the heat just getting turned up, huh? Want to know why I feel like that now? Because now you got the Holy Ghost fire in you, and then you got fire on the outside that's trying to burn you, but it's impossible because you're made with the fire of God. Do you understand? So, of course, it's going to feel like that. Of course, because you're getting closer, my friend, and I'm here to tell you, I come to tell you, yes, it will get better. It will get better. You want to know why? Because he's coming. He's coming for us. He's coming for us, period. He's coming for us. That's why it's going to get better. That's why it's going to get better. Because he's coming for us. It's important for us to get these things. It's important for us to get right. We got to get the keys of David. We have to. We can't have these keys to this kingdom that's here. That's the keys. That's the, that's to Satan. You're opening up portals and you're opening up doors to go into hell, into prison. Get rid of those keys. Get rid of them. Understand this delusion and receive your keys and the authority that God has given you so you can learn how to use them. 
Because if you don't know how to use them, and if you got two sets of keys, you're lukewarm. It's impossible. You can't. That's why you lose one and have the other. That's why you have the other and lose the one. Understand that. Come on now. He's a just judge, a just God. So whatever you do as an equality for yourself and others, he will do. Again, plus more. Whatever he gives to you and you choose to do with, you know, if you give it back to him, like I said, you're going to get blessed beyond measures. But we got to understand this because they already know this. The government already know this. The stars sooner or later end up knowing because they get to, why do y'all think when they get to a certain level, they lose their minds. They start tripping out. Kanye West is a perfect example. They start tripping out. Why do y'all not understand that these are the times that he spoke of in the Bible. You can choose not to believe it, but you'll be left behind. I'm not arguing with y'all about when tribulation comes, nothing. I'm just trying to sound the alarm and let y'all know that it is coming. It is coming. And as thus that we were made, as thus that we shall return. But our spirits, our souls will go to a place. It will go to a place. You choose where you're going to go. Oh, because I'm called and I'm chosen, I can't go there. You actually really can. You can choose to do this all your life and then right at the end, you get caught up in sin. You think the devil going to let you just get it that easily? You think he goes up there? Oh, you know the Lord, where have you been? Oh, you know me, just roaming around the earth, doing what I do. Have you seen my great and faithful servant? Of course I did. My great and faithful servant that's always faithful and obedient, of course, because you give him everything. Because you give him everything. If you let me take this, then it, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't serve you. He wouldn't be as faithful in you. And for the majority of us, we really will fall short in that. It would be true. But Job was an example for any faithful Christian saint that's here now. We're not saying that we are Job. Job is his own man, but he's an example for what was to come, which is us. Satan over here, well, if you let me take this, if you let me take that, they won't serve you. They won't be faithful in you. They're going to come and they're going to wither to me. He, all right. He, this is why he allows it because he could have snipped Satan away a long time ago. But he allows him here for this very reason. All right, go ahead. Take it. Take it. Take it. And every time he came and took something from Job, Job didn't curse God. He praised him, but he cursed himself because he thought it was something in him. Job lost everything down to family, to health, his, his stability. He lost everything. He was down there about to lose his mind. He lost everything. He lost everything. Not how I understand. I gotta understand. And because he didn't curse God, God gave everything back to him in double portion. And one thing he told Satan is, take it all from him. You can take these things from him, but you cannot take his life. Job was already, but look, Job was in, he's in righteous spirit. Look, and this is what means with us. Since Christ came and he did this for us and we accept him and we keep him and we walk and not grow weary, we cannot die. When he come for the rapture, we're going to just go. We don't die a painful death. This is why he doesn't want anybody to be left behind into, and he wouldn't want for nobody to go through tribulation. Because when you go through tribulation, then you die a painful death. You die through, but you, when you accept Christ and it happens, you just, you, it doesn't matter because you know where you're going. It's, it doesn't matter. You become, you have this strong faith in you. That's undeniable and unshaken. You know, it doesn't matter. But when it comes to living in Christ, they can't kill you. He's not dead. He's risen and he's here. He's here. So why are you scared of death? Why are you scared of these things? 
Death can't touch you. You're alive. You're alive. Don't you understand? Don't you get it? That's real life. It's important to get these things. It's important to get these keys. It's important that, you know, we understand this. We got to get it. Whether we saved or lost, we got to get it. And the church needs to stop being so arrogant and go seek the Lord a little bit more for themselves because they're out here and they're hurting each other. They're out here and they're hurting people. They can't even see the lamp. They don't know where to go because the lamp hasn't took its place on this stand and gave light to the world yet. They have to make a move, bust a move in faith, bust a move in Christ. I am tired. Everything is of this world. All people want to do is dream. They want to go out and be seen. And they want to do things that they feel is only good and personal for them. Instead of putting everything that is in God first. And loving their neighbors. And don't you know? That's what he means by seek he die first. The, the kingdom of heaven. And all his righteousness. And all these other things should be added on to Because when you, that's you doing that right there. You like, well, all I'm doing is myself first. Everybody say, oh, I'm doing myself first. Oh, I'm going to make sure I'm right first before I make sure everybody else is right. But you don't have that much time. And why are you trying to? Why are you being so selfish? Why are you being so selfish? Are you doing your work? You too busy working on yourself. You don't have time to do what he's calling you to do. While you're doing what he's calling you to do, he's going to work all that out of you. He's going to add. And then once you get to the end of the tunnel, you're like, whoa, I didn't even know I could do this. I didn't even know that I had that faith in me. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. That's because you stopped trying to put yourself first over everything. And you allowed God to come in. And you loved him. And you blessed the people that he telling you to bless. And then out of nowhere, hello, you seek, you suck the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. And guess what? There go all this righteousness added on to you. Guess what? All these other things. Now you got all this money, but you're, you're not a part of this world no more. You're not rooted in the world no more. So you wouldn't dare go behind and go buy all those things that you was going to do with the money in the first place. What you're going to do is you're going to put it towards the kingdom of heaven. And it's going to continue to come. In a tenfold, in a hundredfold, in a fiftyfold. It's gonna keep coming. What you're gonna do is when you get up here and you get all this attention, because people are going to look at you, you're gonna get all this attention, and you wouldn't dare do what you did when you was a part of this world and it was embedded in you. Because he took you and he pruned you and he took his time with you. So stop thinking when he said you gotta wait a little bit longer, or you need a little bit more growing, or stop thinking that it's meaning it's no are you failing. Because this is what he's doing for you. He's cleansing you of, of these things so you have nothing that's to hold you accountable for once you get there and you know how to treat it you know how to you know you know how to be how how do i said responsible in that thing whether you're saved or you're lost do not grow arrogant don't grow arrogant in your ways of thinking and doing we be thinking oh because we're in church and oh because we know a little bit about god or oh because we got this you can be somebody that's the closest to him that don't mean talk to people. So like I'm talking with fury, but I'm not talking in hate. I'm not talking in hate. It's love here. That don't mean you can just condemn people. That don't mean you can just be cursing out by everybody out. That don't mean you can just be being mean to people. You don't do that because your mouth is the power to speak. It's the it's to speak the power of life or death. And whatever you do in your heart, your feet will follow and lead. So we can't be arrogant. We be like, oh, well, they're dirty. Oh, they're like this. Oh, we, I don't want it. That's the church. But didn't Jesus sit with the sinners? Didn't he eat and drink with them? We over here like, oh, no, I don't, I don't want to touch that. I might get dirty. Didn't he come and place his hands on the eyes of the blind to give them sight? Didn't he come and place his hands on over the dead and rise them up 
Don't you need your hands in order to baptize somebody? Didn't he wash the feet of his disciples? That's a lot of handwork to, to, for you to be over here acting like. And then he, he says that he stands outside the doors of the church. Not the lost. But the lost is included in that. But the church and he's knocking. If only you open the door, he'll come in and eat with you. But we not. We're too busy having church. <laughs> Who you having church for? Is you having it for the world? Are you worldly? Are you having church for the kingdom of hell? Because just because your church looks beautiful don't mean that Christ reigns in it. And if you want to know something, when he went down, when he passed, when them three days was to signify that it's not a building made by man's hands, but it's a building that's made in the body of Christ. The body of Christ, which is going to all come and sum together as his wife. He's going to come. He's going to rapture us up. He's going to take us. You gonna take us. I'm not gonna stop saying it. Y'all not fitted for that hell. Y'all not fitted for that fire. It burns. You think it burned here? Keep playing. Keep playing with yourself. Because you're not fooling him. You're not fooling no real saying you can't fool nobody that's really in the spirit. Keep playing with yourself. You're gonna find out how bad them chains really don't break and how bad that hell really burn. And you ain't you don't if you think you starving here, you think you empty here, you think you burning here, you think you never gonna make it here, go to hell. Go to hell. I double dog dare you to go to hell. You're not that bold. You're not that bold. You're not that bold. No matter how much you cry. No matter how much you cry out to him. And this is crazy because you will see him walking through. You will see him because he has the keys. He took the keys. You will see him. But all he's going to do is tell you, I told you time and time. I gave you time. All your life I came and I told you that you didn't listen. And he's not going to tell you anger. He's going to tell you why he's weeping for you. But you cannot leave. You can't leave. You can't leave. You cannot leave. You still have the chance here. You still have the chance here to make it right. You still have the chance here to create love and reform. Stop holding on to that past. Let the former things go away. You still got the chance here. You really do. You have the chance here. He says, look. He says, I've called you by name. I've called you by your name. And you are his. You are his. He's called you by name. And you are his. When you pass through the waters, it will not overtake you. Wanna know why? Because he says, when you pass through the waters, he will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One. Of Israel, your savior. It don't get no better than that. It don't get no better than that. He's literally saying like, how did you call me by my name? My name? What? You're calling by my name and tell me I'm yours? Why would you? Why deny it? What? And when I'm passing through these waters and I'm passing through it, you're with me? So when, when, I know what I'm going to do with the, when the boat tip over. I'm going to keep going because you with me and the, not even the river should overflow me. That's what you're telling me right now? That when I walk through the fire, it will not burn me because I got that Holy Ghost fire in me because you with me? But that's what you're telling me? Oh, okay. you tell telling me that the, not even the flames is, can scorch me? That you can't even get a little, you know how when you, oh, I'm not coming out like smoke, but at least I got scorched a little bit. No, you're going to come out. Without any blemish, you're gonna come out as if you never even went through fire, but that's what you've been walking through the whole time. That's really crazy, but that's what you're telling me. I have no choice but to believe, especially with this world looking how it is right now. I have no choice but to look up. What do you mean? 
He says, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. He says, forgive. He says, and do not fear. I redeemed you. I redeemed you. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. They know that Jesus is love. All they need. That's all they need. They know that Jesus' love is all they need. That Jesus' love is all they need, man. They are patient and kind because they know that he's love. So they know that all this stuff that people running and ripping their heads off for to try to get love, it's not that. That's why they're blessed. To be poor in the spirit, they're blessed in the kingdom of heaven. They're blessed. What? He tells us, look, Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. He tells us, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And in Psalms chapter 23, it is written that the Lord is our shepherd. And so we shall not want for nothing. It says, he maketh us to lay down in green pastures. Because us alone in this, spirit, in this flesh, I mean, we don't want to do it. We choose to do something else. We would choose something else. So he make us lay down in green pastures, right? And leads us beside still waters. Since when have you known for the water to move and be to be still? Water's always moving. It's always moving. But it's the son of God who's... The God that's already everything who speak it over these things say, peace be still and know that I am God. Know that I'm the Lord. So he makes us lay down and he leads us behind these still things. Come on now. And he refreshes our soul as he does those things. He refreshes and nourishes us. He takes the time on us. He don't, he don't do rush jobs. He nourishes us. You know, he guides us along the right path for his namesake. Not for your namesake, but for his namesake. He guides us around the right path. So now does he make us lay down because our flesh don't know how to listen. So he's given us that authority through him, making us lay down. Making us take that, take that seat. Making us, he making us be still. Leading us through them still waters. He making the things around us be still and know that he is God so that we can get through. And as we getting through, he refreshing us and our souls and he cleansing us so that we be able to not be bitter on the inside when the things coming for us and we don't send it away or neglect it. He's doing that for us and he guides us along those straight paths for his name's sake. Because greater be him that is in us, that is in this, within the person that's in us, that's in this world. Greater than that. Greater than that. Come on now. Because he know, even if we don't know that the battle not ours, but we're honored for that. He says this, he says, look, he says, even though I walk through, he said, look, even though I walk through the, the shadows of the valley of death, I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil for you are with me. This is how we, he tells us, this is how we should be. We got to literally understand the scripture and not just like it because it sounds powerful and everybody, everybody know in the world. No, that's not in the spirit. That's not how you have a relationship with Christ. Understand that when he says, even though I walk through the dark valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's because he's the one that maketh these things to happen. And he does it for his name's sake. Since when has God been a man that he should lie? He is not a man that he should lie. He's not the author of confusion. And he's not a, a man that should leave or forsake you during your hard times. So we need to take heed of these things. Matthew chapter 5, verse 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. 
Come on now. He's literally having us understand what the beauty tools mean, what qualifies through them, and what it gives you when you stick in them and keep them. Come on now. Blessed are those who hunger in, in, in his thirst for righteousness shall be given to them. It will be they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you. Blessed are you when people insult you. Real life. Understand that. When they persecute you, when they and when they falsely say all kinds of things against you. Come on now, because of him. Come on now, you better rejoice and be glad because of that and don't get stuck out looking to your left and your right. That's going to happen regardless. Long suffering. Look up. Look up. Put your hands up because he's coming. Look up. That's what you do. You got to look up. For reals. That's what you have to do. Rejoice and be glad because deeper into the scripture, he says, Psalms 23. That's what he says. Come on now. Written. It's written. Verse 5, you prepare the table before me and my in the presence of my enemies. So what are you spending your time for right now? Stuck while you're on your way there. You're not going to never make it if you just keep pausing and fighting with them demons. And you just keep pausing. And wait, wait, let me go check on my sister. Let me go and do this. I need to flash. Where my Instagram? Where my Snapchat? I need to be seen. I need to be noticed. I need, I need, I need. No, what you need to do is keep going. What you need to do is put your trust in the Lord. What you need to do is turn from them ways. Repent. Deny yourself. Take up that cross and follow him. That's what you need to be doing. You don't need to be doing nothing else because you're not fitted for hell. You're not fitted for it. You're not. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. He says, Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Come on now. He tells us this in encouragement. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 to 16 and 18, Therefore we do not lose heart, even through our outward man, even though our outward man, which is his flesh, <laughs> even though our outward man is perishing, it's dying. It's dying. That's why we feel like this. We feel like chickens with our heads cut off. We run around trying to get this together, and it's all in our face. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. That's why you keep feeling these things that you cannot no longer fight against, but you just got to let it come through and flow through. Because every day, it's going to go a notch higher, a notch higher, a notch higher. But this going to feel like it's just dying. It's going to feel like it's just dying everywhere. That's because you were so deep in the world and didn't even know that you were, even though he was there nudging you to come closer you didn't that's why he said you didn't find me and you didn't pick me i found i came to you i, I chose you i'm the one who appointed you you didn't do that yourself humble yourself deny yourself take up that cross and follow me another i am god know that he's saying that strongly because look the outward is gonna perish but the inward is gonna grow every day for our light affliction which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory all right while we do not look at the things which are seen but the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal you gotta understand that psalms chapter 30 verse 5 weeping may endure for a night but joy is coming in the morning 
I will exalt the Lord at all times. His praises will come out of my mouth. His praises will be on my lips always, always. My soul will boast in the Lord, meaning I will testify and witness on his name and, and, and giving all glory to the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify him with me. Let us exalt in his name together. Keep your tongue from evil. Keep your lips from speaking lies. That's Psalm chapter 34, verses 11. Come on now. We got to walk this thing out. We got to walk it like we talk it. It's about, it's, it's, it's to come to the end. Them days have been numbered and fountain wanting that our words don't match up with our walk. That our spirit don't match up with our, come on now, the, with the, the words that we're trying to say. He says, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. That means let it be in the spirit as it is in truth. And if I'm on here telling y'all lies and don't believe it, and I'm really talking evilness from my heart to y'all, but it's using the Lord's words, I will be in hell. I'm going to go to hell. That's exactly what it be. But if I'm sitting here and I'm really true in the spirit, and this is really him coming through me, and I'm speaking with nothing but love and fury of the holy fire, I'm going to be up there and great will be my reward. Y'all talking about, what are we talking about here nowadays? What are we living for? What is given? What is given? Matthew chapter 5, verse 12, he said, rejoice and be glad. Because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecute the prophet who are before you. He says, you are the salt of the earth. He says, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled over the foot. He says again, look, he says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. You don't do that. That's in real life. Like, he using real life stuff that's in real life and speaking of the spirit, man. Because it already happened in spirit. We're just waiting for it to happen here. He says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do light. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a boat. Instead, they put it, put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. That's real life. That's everything that I just spoke. It's everything I just spoke. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 to 7. These commandments that I give you today to, are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Talk about them. Make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to adventure, uh, debauchery. Debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Come on now. It don't get no Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 18. And finally, finally be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh. It's not against the blood that's running through our veins. But it's against the rulers and against the authority and against the and against the rule the, the powers of the dark of the dark world 
and against the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly realms that we cannot see. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand firm, then with the breastplate of righteousness, you put that on. You put that in place, right? And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Because that's what that righteousness do to you. Ooh, ooh, to be righteous in the Lord. Ooh, ooh, so much better than being self-righteous and perishing every time. To be righteous in the Lord and knowing that this is happening because you're righteous in the Lord. Ooh, that's ooh, what? In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can... You can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. That's them words and that's them things he be trying to throw in, throw at us. And we just be biting back and we be hurting and all this when it, when, when we, when it's written right here. When it's written right here, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. We got a shield of faith. What is our shield? Faith. 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 The shield of faith. Will make it to be able that you can stand against them flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation. What he said by helmet of salvation, that's our minds. Our minds need to be set on salvation. So that faith can be there as a shield. You know? And that the righteous breastplate can be there as our heart. You know what I mean? Come on now, heaven is salvation and the sword of the truth. That's the Bible. So many times people I see dreams and they fight with swords, whatever. And the truth is the word. That's what you're doing. You're slaying them with the word. It's great. It's really, really great. Okay? And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions for all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind. Be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Get right, y'all. God, turn from these things, these worldly things. Repent of our sins. Deny ourselves. Take up that cross and follow the Lord. Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. All right. I got a few more scriptures and then it's done. It's probably been about two hours already. Nah, it's only been an hour and 30. Lord, what? You get better with me every time. All right, so Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18. Fix these words of mine in your heart and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. So look, he literally tells us these things over and over in so many different ways. You see that? Jeremiah, which was the weeping prophet and during this time. Jeremiah wasn't permitted to have no kids or nothing. God was with Jeremiah since he was a little boy. Even when he was stuck around all them people, God was with him the whole time telling him, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, you're going to be you're a prophet of the world. You're a prophet for the Lord. You're, gonna, you're supposed to prophesy to the people. That's what you're going to do. Jeremiah just wanted to live. He just wanted a few kids, a wife. You know, the Lord told him, no, you will not take up a wife and you will not have kids because these people are wicked. And he says, do not touch his anointment. Don't touch his anointment. 
just the structure. He didn't even see this movie thing on God rejecting something because he don't want us to have it, but he protecting us. And because he got greater, we thinking small. We thinking too small. We living and stuff, but he's a God that could work miracles. Let me tell you, he's a God. If you're going to go down to hell and come back up again, taking the keys and rebuilding up the temple without even needing man hands because we don't need us. Look, you've got time. In seasons in your hands You call for light Out of darkness You don't need me To be the God you are Cause it's real, it's true From beginning to end There's no place or room for arguments because you are God all by yourself. You're, he's God all by himself. He's God all by himself. Praises shall come out of our mouth. Let them come out of our mouth. We should lift the Lord up and worship him at all times. And it should come out of our mouth. Clapping is cool. Doing all that is cool. But your blessings are in your mouth. You speak the power of life or death. It's in your mouth. Stop thinking, oh, if I just be quiet, I'm safe. So if I just be quiet, I just listen. You are not in the Ark of the Covenant. You're not. You're not in the Ark of the Covenant. You're not in that safe place. You need to, by being in that position, you speaking out your mouth. Fix these words of mine in your heart and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. What? Jeremiah chapter 44, verse 4. And again and again, I sent my servants, the prophets, who said, Do not do these horrible things I hate. <laughs> Come on now, he's giving you the option. He's giving you the option. He's giving you the option. Come on now. He says it. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. What? Because you have ignored the law of your God, I also will ignore your children. He's, this is sweet. I'm read again. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priests. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I also ignore your children. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Jeremiah chapter 44, verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18. Get up in that. Ephesians. Chapter 5, from verses 14 to 19. Wake up, sleepers. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be careful, then, how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. And we already spoke about that. We spoke about that. We spoke about that. What did he just say? Wake up, sleepers, from the dead in Christ. Will shine on you. Be careful when you have... Be careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. We got to understand that. We got to understand that. Real life. Until we understand that, we're, we're, we're falling subject. He says, look, you who have sins that are worthy of repentance and you won't repent, you and the judge, who warned you? Who warned you to flee? Who warned you? Right? And that's a real qu question. That's a real question. Who warned you to flee? Of the wrath of God. And you ain't even got. That's like the, the parable of the wedding. The man in the wedding. And like. The wedding feast. And going to the book of Revelations. When he finally eat with the, with the church. With his wife. 
with this bride. How he says, like, look. He tell that man, he says, how did you get in here? You don't have on wedding clothes. That before that man could reply back, he was bounded up and tossed out at the gates where he was weeping the national teeth. The same way would be when you come to enter into the heaven, into the kingdom of God. If you don't got your whites on and if they're not clean, you cannot enter. It doesn't matter. So, yes, don't try to find a trick like, oh, I got whites, but they're not clean. They're dirty. So you need to wash them now because that's the only way you can enter into the kingdom of God. No man shall enter the kingdom of God dirty or without whites, period. Point blank. You will be tossed it up, bonded up, and burnt in the fire. Burnt in the fire. That's straight up. I'm about to just read the rest of these verses. And, you know, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. All right? So he says, be careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Make the most of every opportunity. Because the days are evil. The days are evil. What did he have me say in the beginning of this message? All through, actually. Come on now. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another in Psalms, hymns. This is the same. He just had me tell y'all this like three times, y'all. We got to get this. We got to get this. We have to get this. Because if we don't, it's not nobody fought with our own. So. Y'all gotta listen to the words.
Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't you quit now. Don't quit. So I'm about to pray us out. I'd like to thank those who had the time, who made the time for the Lord's word today. It will be posted up here so you can always come back, share with your mother, brother, sister, anybody. All right, so Heavenly Father, we come to you today just to say thank you so much for giving us all this grace and mercy and unconditional love and never forsaken us in our times of need. Thank you for forgiving us of our trespasses as we forgave those who trespass against us and making it another day, another will, you know, and a way to make that change in our lives. Lord, thank you for reminding us that it doesn't matter what we did that cannot be forgiven. It doesn't matter what we've been through that cannot be healed in time through you. It doesn't matter that what we're facing right now, we will become out conquerors because we will conquer lord i ask that you place your hands over anybody that may need you that means sick lost unhealthy in the mind that means anything that regards your emergency help i i ask that you place your hands over and you form them in a tight grip and hold them close to you hold them close to you lord and i ask that you continue to be with us as we leave off of this live and you be with everybody along in their day and just a little blessings like getting home safely after being out in the world i ask that you remain to give us that thanksgiving in our hearts that we able to give it back to you and praise unto you and glory all unto you lord as we lay these things at your feet and thanksgiving we thank you for loving us the best and loving us first and in that we pray amen i see y'all i will see y'all i can't tell y'all when but he'll bring me back y'all stay blessed